This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm Coronacast producer Will Ockenden. It's Wednesday the 10th of February. So, yep, another day of Will and me staffing the ship. I'm not going to say manning the ship, the Coronacast, the SS Coronacast. And joining us today is Professor Julie Leesk, who's a social scientist at the University of Sydney who specialises in vaccination. Julie, welcome to Coronacast. Thanks for having me. So we're in a really weird time at the moment. We've had lots of vaccines that have been developed over the past 100 or so years, but we've never really watched them happen in real time and they've never happened so quickly. So there's a bit of an emotional roller coaster as a punter waiting for a vaccine to come and help end the pandemic, as they've been promising to do since the start. One day you hear that it's uh, it's all good and we've got this vaccine and it's really effective. And then a few days later we hear, oh, it doesn't work against the new strains. And there's sort of a backdrop of wonder that these things have been developed so quickly, but also perhaps in some people's suspicion that they've, that they've managed to come so quickly. How can people make sense of this emotional roller coaster? Well, first of all, knowing it's normal to feel that way is, I think, reassuring that with any new vaccine, people will feel some sense of hesitancy. Uh, At least some people will. And that tends to reduce as the vaccine program starts. But also, we've just had the most incredible year where so much has happened and we've been through so much. Uh, It's been a relatively volatile environment and we have, um, which is really a medical miracle in many ways, these vaccines that work and they have been developed quickly in record time and it is understandable for people to feel a little bit of hesitancy about vaccines. I think that's perfectly normal and so the task now is a challenging one but it's certainly not impossible, which is to communicate really well with people and answer their questions and concerns and for us to also be communicating with each other in an effective way about these vaccines. Well, one of the reasons why we were really keen to get you on is because one of the most common questions we get is regarding people who see the need for a vaccine but might have a family member or a friend or someone on social media that is a little bit unsure. What kind of tips can you offer people who might have friends or family or people on social media in order who might be a bit hesitant about getting the vaccine? What are, what are ways to, to try and convince them that it's, it's a good thing? First of all, you've got to know who you're talking to. Are they just very hesitant or are they actually planning to not vaccinate and they're quite against having the COVID-19 vaccine? And the only way you can really do that is by asking them a few questions and asking them where their concerns come from and Also maybe exploring what might motivate them to have the vaccine and what concerns they have about COVID or where they might have seen COVID, for example. So they might have been on Facebook and seen a a post or something and might have a legitimate concern because they've seen some, what, some misinformation or if they've seen something that might concern them, like a little piece of news even saying that, you know, the AstraZeneca vaccine has been suspended in South Africa. You've got to kind of work out where they're coming from. I'm much more concerned about headlines like that than I am about misinformation on Facebook, for example, because what's actually happening is going to be more influential. So they may have a concern that comes from a story they read on Facebook about, you know, someone who allegedly died from the vaccine or they may have a concern about a headline they saw saying one vaccine's better than the other. 
And then once that person has described what their concerns are, it's really important to acknowledge them and their concerns and their desire to be careful with their health choices. But then you need to move on to a place where you want to encourage them to vaccinate. And if people are comfortable to do this, they can say, yeah, I understand your concerns. Um, have you, you know, can I help you find some information that might help answer them? And then let people know that you plan to vaccinate or later on, yeah, I've had the vaccine and let them know about that experience because that familiarity and that seeing others in your network having the vaccine will help to normalise the process and will probably see a lot of that hesitancy reduce. Because sometimes these conversations can end up becoming quite adversarial and people kind of get pushed into their corners. It can almost compound their their beliefs. It's so important that, that you don't descend into a game of scientific ping pong with people. So if they are fairly fixed in their views or if they've shared some doubts and you jump on them and say, oh, no, you know, I th- really think you should have it and, you know, we can't have anti-vax, you know, sentiment around and we shout science louder, that is not going to work with getting people to accept any vaccine, including the COVID vaccine. So it's very important that the kinds of conversations we have in our own environment, social media, face-to-face, families, friends, are constructive conversations because if we end up having people uh, people shouting at each other, getting angry with each other, cancelling each other, then we end up with simply a more polarised society, not a society that's together moving past the hesitancy around vaccination and moving towards protection. So it feels like there's a real fire hose of information and it's really hard for people to know which sources to trust and that are going to be able to be understood by someone's level of scientific knowledge. Do you have any tips on how to find good, trustworthy sources? I think the first thing to do is come to the information that we receive with this overlay of we have vaccines that are safe enough and effective enough and that's a great place to be in. And then all these various stories about the effectiveness of this vaccine or that vaccine are a response to a constantly changing scientific environment where we do are dealing with a lot of uncertainty and that's okay but look at the big picture It's really important for us to be quite discerning uh, about the sources of information we use. So does the information come from reports of the trials? Does it come from people whose expertise well matches the topic at hand? And then continuing to look out for what the government is recommending because we do have very sound science behind our vaccine recommendations and we have a lot of expertise and we have a track record in really successful vaccination programs. Professor Julie Leesk is a social scientist specialising in vaccination at the Faculty of Medicine and Health at the University of Sydney. Now, before we get into some questions, Tegan, we heard yesterday via the media from the head of the South Africa's coronavirus program talking a little bit about why the vaccination program was suspended, but effectively saying it'll probably be back. Right. So it makes a lot of sense that South Africa, which is the home of the South African strain or variant or whatever we're calling it at the the moment, 
of coronavirus, if most of the people in South Africa are likely to be infected with the South African strain and there's real question marks about whether it's the vaccine's effective against it, it makes perfect sense for them to push pause on that and just study the data more carefully. So as we said yesterday, there were about 2,000 people in this study. It hasn't been peer-reviewed yet, but it's, it's a real red flag. And so they're going to just pause the rollout, track the next 100,000 people who get that uh, vaccine and just see how they go and and be looking really closely at that evidence to see whether it plays out or whether that was a blip in that first 2,000 people. Because the World Health Organization's also weighed in on this too yesterday. Yeah, so they warned against jumping to conclusions about the efficacy of coronavirus vaccines. And like we were just saying with Julie, there's so much information and it seems to change every day and like she said the through line for Australia is that things are pretty good but for South Africa specifically where there's a large number of people who are being infected all the time and this is where that strain is circulating it makes perfect sense that they press pause on it but it doesn't necessarily as the World Health Organization is saying mean that the rest of the world has to stop in its tracks as well. Well that's all we've got time for on Coronacast today. Thanks for joining us. If you want to ask us a question or leave a comment, you can go to abc.net.au slash coronacast, click on Ask Us a Question and mention Coronacast on the way through so that we can find it. And we'll see you tomorrow. See you then.